Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, a podcast all about music. So, it's been a couple weeks since the last episode, probably around two and a half weeks, close to two and a half weeks. Apologies for the delay there. Last weekend, or two weekends ago, I opted not to, to because I wanted to finish up something that's going to be upcoming soon, and I still haven't finished it yet, but didn't get to one this weekend, so instead you get worn out and tired, Matt, after the snowstorm uh, that hit Connecticut uh, yesterday. So, um, today there's a there's a few things that I want to discuss. Um, I, there's some bits of music news. In particular, there's one, uh, one thing that I do want to discuss that came up today, or maybe not today, but in the last couple days. Um, and there's a couple other things that I've wanted to discuss for a few days. Um, so, anyways, before we get into that, I'll do my typical shameless plug. I have a Facebook page. It's called Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you give that a like because I post uh, whenever, whenever I release a new episode, whenever I have any updates about the podcast, or whenever I have any updates about my blog, Feeling Groupie. Um... And, uh, my, for the, for the blog, I have, uh, I haven't done anything insanely recently yet. My last post was, um, January 22nd. Um, that one was the biggest band in rock. So, ultimately, I went into it expecting that, um, who, that the artists I would think were, like, the biggest bands in rock would be, like, Foo Fighters or Pearl Jam. Ultimately... Um, those were two finalists, but there were others that are, I think I had like nine or ten that were in the finalists, and then some other ones, so, uh, so I also, uh, so I also had, uh, for instance, there's groups like Metallica, you'll see Arctic Monkeys thrown in there, um, Panic at the Disco, Florence and the Machine, different ranks, because there's some that are definitely at the top, and then some that are a little lower, Dave Matthews Band, and none of those are the ones that I would even consider being the biggest threat to Foo Fighters or Pearl Jam. So definitely make sure you check that out if you haven't gotten the chance yet. Um, and I also have another blog. That one is, Is Baller Trademarked Yet? Um, so my most recent post was uh, my rookie's first impressions, which was looking at a bunch of rookies for this year and saying a bunch of things, like analyzing some of them and in particular saying one thing that I've been impressed with by a bunch of them. And I didn't look at every rookie... Um, I didn't look at every player draft that's played so far, um, because some of them haven't played enough. I haven't played enough. Some of them I haven't seen play enough, and some of them there hasn't been enough that I've liked when watching them. Um, so uh, definitely make sure to check that one out, and I uh, and I have a face- separate Facebook page for that one, um, with the same name, uh, is Baller Trademarked yet, so make sure you give that a like, and uh, I'm gonna have some stuff that's coming out for both of those, uh, for the Is Baller Trademarked yet, um, I'm gonna do some potential trade targets, some things that I've liked or not liked from different players, uh, so like, for instance, one thing I've liked is, uh, we'll make this a Pistons-themed example, for instance, um, one thing that I've liked it seeing with, uh, the Pistons is seeing, uh, for instance, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant's, uh, how seamlessly he's been in the role of, uh, of being the, uh, the primary scorer, prim- uh, at times, like, lead ball handler, even, um, and just how much better he's fit in that role, even though they are struggling, how much better he has fit in that role than I expected him to, and then, for instance, one thing that I don't like, well, with the, pi- another thing with the Pistons is, uh, Blake Griffin effectively turning into Kyle Korver and standing around the three-point line, so, I'll, uh, so it'll be a bunch of things like that, um, I'll also have, probably have a separate one for the Celtics in particular, because, uh, I watch, since I'm a Celtics fan, I watch most of my, um, I watch more Celtics basketball than any, than in any other team, so, um, I have more interpretations with, or more impressions with that, um, I also want to do one with talking about different players that have been injured so far and how, and, uh, how I think that will impact the team from, the teams from here on out. Um, 
because I've wanted to do that for a little bit, but something always, uh, something else always came up that I decided to release instead. Um, and then for feeling groupy, um, I have a few that I'm going to be doing soon. Um, I, for instance, uh, one that I want to start out is uh, the. I've alluded to uh, the. I don't know if I have an official name for it yet, but so we'll just call it the fictional festival series for now. Um, basically, I've come up with a bunch of uh, fa- of. I've created a bunch of fictional lineups, uh, festival lineups, or basically create a bunch of fic- fictional festivals, created lineups for them, uh, even like times for the different artists, and if it's a multi-day one, then days, and uh, I thought that would be a fun series to um, share those and discuss my thought processes for the ones I booked. So at some point I'm going to do that. I have a really big one that's coming out soon. Um, that I'll get to in a little bit because it relates to something that's also going to be coming out with the podcast. That's going to be corresponding with the podcast. Um, and at some point, one between the podcast and blog, I do hope to soon get my top albums of the year out. I hope to uh, soon get. Um, I because I realized I also didn't release of. Uh, do I meant to do uh, discuss favorite songs of 2020, um, which I didn't do yet. Um, and then I do at some point want to do a rising, um, like maybe not rising artists, but artists to watch that could increase in popularity in 2021. Um, and, uh, of course, cause I know I did the rising artist series. This one will be a little bit different in that I'll look at artists that I think could get more popularity this year. Of course, that'll be difficult without festivals. So that will make it a little more difficult to predict. Um, or at least maybe not festivals until the end of the year, but um, well, we'll know for sure as that comes. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if I'm doing that. I'm. I've been eyeing it though. So, um, yeah. So I'm thinking today there's random bits of news, and then after that, uh, there's an, another topic I want to get into. Um. Excuse me. Um, so, the first thing I want to mention is related to, actually, the top, I'm going to do something related to it later on in the episode, and then I'm also, it's related to the big thing that I have coming out soon. Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the nominating committee, met recently, and uh, they are hoping to release the, they're planning on releasing their nominees for, uh, I guess it's, the 2021 class now um or is it 20 i always screw up whether it's the 2020 class or the 2021 class how they do it i think it is the 2021 class but the artist eligible in 2020 um they uh they met and they're going to announce they're hoping to announce those nominees this month so i will have my predictions coming out i'm gonna what i'm gonna do with that is i'm gonna hopefully this week i'm gonna have an episode, an episode where I discuss the where I discuss the artists that I think some of the artists who I think have the best shot, and then I'm gonna release as a blog post just a list of artists who I think how they have a shot. Now, my predictions tend to vary because there have been a couple years where I got my predictions were pretty good with the based on uh, what the ballot was. Last year, it was horrible. Uh, last year, I got two. They had, I think, six. No, it was either 16. I think they had 16. Might have been 18, though. I got two of them right. Um, so, uh, now, admittedly, I did predict that they would do two metal bands. And I chose the wrong metal bands. I said, uh, I predicted that they would do Motley Crue, uh, riding off the, riding off the, the coattails of the, Motley Crue biopic, and uh, I think Megadeth was the other one I predicted. It was either Megadeth or Slayer, and uh, ultimately they went with Judas Priest and Motorhead. Um, I predicted there would be one uh, one female R&B pop singer of color. I predicted Diana Ross would be chosen for a solo career. It was Whitney Houston. I predicted there would be one punk band. I predicted Black Flag. It was MC5, and it was just all these things like that, and I was like, so it was... So it was kind of bad luck in that regard. Um, 
but then I also kind of missed the mark because I, th- I think I said that uh, Dave Matthews band. I don't have the list any my li- predictions anymore because I think I got so mad that I deleted them. Um, that I was just so off. Um, I think I said that Dave Matthews band was like the fifth out of like something like two hundred something artists I thought had a chance that year. Last year, I think I said Dave Matthews band was the fifth least likely, only ahead of like artists like. I think and um, I think the only the two most notable ones ahead behind them were like Tool and the Misfits and and then Dave Matthews Band got a nomination. So, I'm going to release that this week as another episode. Um and then probably a couple days later I'm going to release uh um I'm going to release the blog post for it. Um Now uh So let's so now with that said, let's go to some depressing news. So um, on January 30th, um, electronic musician uh, Sophie passed away. Um, I mentioned Sophie in, uh, I believe I mentioned Sophie in my Rising Artist series. Um, uh, infl- um, like not insanely, not one that was like known in a lot of pop scenes, for instance, but really influential in a, uh, their blend of electronic and avant-garde pop um and uh i really do think that they were on the rise um 20 and like starting in 2018 they had started to get nominated for some awards in 2019 for instance they were not nominated for a grammy um and uh they they had their first. That was when they from for their first, uh, their first uh, studio album, and uh, also they also like had done a lot of like songwriting and pr- producing for different even big name artists like uh, some for Madonna, Charlie XCX, um, Cashmere Cat, uh, Vince Staples was all like co songwriter and then either co producer or producer for something for each of those artists. And a bunch of others. Um, there was originally going to be a single release this, or two singles released this year, one remix, and then another one I, that I don't think has officially come out yet. Oh no, it did. It just came out. My mistake. Um, yeah, so one song that just had come out. Um, it was. It came out on the twenty eighth. I was thinking it was coming out. In, it was come, supposed to come out this month. My bad. Um, but yeah, so, um, passed away at the age of 34, um, was, uh, and like freak accident was, uh, trying to, uh, take a photograph of a full moon and, uh, fell from the rooftop of a three-story building. So, um, so rest in peace, really incredible musician. I thought that they were going to have a I thought they were going to have a, a a nice rise and gain more popularity. Um, so it's really sad to see someone that talented pass away. Um, and then a uh, couple other, there's a few other news bits. Um, so a few festivals have been canceled. Um, so first off, Ultra Music Festival. It was reported that uh, it was canceled uh, for 2021. Um, it was announced a, probably a week ago, week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, but it was originally scheduled to be in March this year. The thing with that though is that its website is still says that it's that's when it's scheduled for. So and there's no mention. Um, Let's see. Yeah, there's. No, it doesn't look like there's any mention of it. Yeah, there isn't any mention of it being canceled yet. So on the website, but it had been reported that it had been canceled. It was supposed to be in Miami. Um, now, admittedly, with the uh, because I actually predicted that, and I had had a previous blog post with my bold predictions. I mean, no, what I call unpopular opinions, baby. I had said that. Uh, I said that there would be a music festival as soon as March, and I said that it would be Ultra Music Festival. 
Um, the reason I th thought that was because uh, they tried really hard to have it last year at the end of March, um, but the um, but they didn't have a plan for the festival, so the city shut shut down and or tried to shut down. Then eventually the state just shut it down. Um, but since then, um, the the governor of Florida, well. I mean, he had said that he had hoped that there would be full uh, state of uh, there would be full stadiums for uh, at uh, Miami Dolphins games. So I figured that with that, then it would be likely. The only things that I was a little bit hesitant about were um, were the reason that I think it probably was canceled. One reason is because I think that they ultimately decided to cancel it is because. Uh, out of uncertainty about whether there would be a full lock, whether there would be an extended lockdown, government, uh, governmental implemented, especially since by Bi uh, Biden took office. The other one that I was, um, that I was thinking was maybe that, uh, and why I think it might even be more likely is because uh, it's an electronic festival, and most big name, a lot of the big name electronic artists are from Europe. So that would be really difficult to get them into the country and performing unless they showed proof of that they of a quarantine plan, which would be really difficult to do um, at this point, especially if there was any sort of lockdown. Um, but it, it sounded like it's canceled. Um, another festival that's been canceled is uh, the Glastonbury Festival in the UK. Matt big festival in England um so this year it was ultimately now canceled for the second year in a row so um the lineup for this year was set to include uh Diana Ross uh Bad Company Blur um uh Karis Matthews uh Genesis Cage the Elephant Camila Cabello Muse Sting Dua Lipa Atomic Kitten Westlife FKI Twigs, uh, Level 42, Casey Moss Graves, and several others. Um, so I'm, which I'm not insanely surprised, especially since I had read that they were eyeing another, another lockdown there, um, or extended lockdown. So, uh, I'm not too surprised that that one was canceled also. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention actually the main headliner of that festival that was announced to the point I, I said I was reading the non-headliner column. Uh, the main headliner that had been announced to that point was Paul McCartney, of course. <laughs> so, um, I hadn't announced the other headliners at that point, though. Um, and uh, the other big festival that had uh, that has been uh, can't that it was announced was canceled, or maybe not canceled yet. It's so there's been mixed reports so far. Um, at first for Coachella, at first it was sounding like it was canceled, but it was ambiguous. But it is sounding like that. Uh, that they, it because it hasn't been officially canceled. It's just saying that it's not going to happen in April. That said, there have been rumors for a while that the festival was going to be that Coachella and Stagecoach also. Um, was which was also set for April, um, is going to be postponed until October, which that had been which that had been rumored before. Um, there haven't been new dates yet. Um, uh, there also haven't been. Uh, there also haven't been official. Uh, like an update about the headliners, which it had been rumored last year that uh that they were that um when it was bumped to October that any of the head the set headliners of uh, Rage Against the Machine, Frank Ocean, and Travis Scott uh might be uh, they would extend an invitation to have them headline twenty twenty one instead. So it wouldn't surprise me if they are going. If they are, if they keep at least a couple of them, I'm expecting Rage Against the Machine will be there because that was going to be like a big return for them. So, um, 
So we'll have to see with that one as more comes out. Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if they're still finalizing things to see if logistically they can do it at that time. Um, which is difficult to plan at this point right now. But it wouldn't surprise me if they try it. Um, uh, so uh, I know I've discussed uh, Bandcamp Fridays before. Um, so the site Bandcamp.com, which uh, is a site for hosting site for independent music, um, they uh, this past year they had what they called Bandcamp Fridays, where 100% of their rev of the revenue sh shares goes to the artists and record labels there um because normally there's a small percentage that goes to the site um they so they are going to be extending this some more um they're gonna be doing it at least the minimum february through may um so the f and it'll be the first friday of each month so this friday february 5th will be the next time that it happens um, and it's not like, there won't be like big names on there, for instance, like you won't go on there and find Beyonce, but there will, but there are some smaller names. There are also some like names that you might not expect on there. Like, you know, um, Wilco has all their music on there, um, which surprised me a little bit. I think Dead Mouse does too. Um, there's a bunch of, there's a good chunk of artists on there. Um, really big collection and you can go in there and find some, fi maybe you'll find your next favorite artist. Um the um um another thing that I do want to mention is that um I know I mentioned at different times uh different live streams that artists are doing um I so I'm not going to like <clears throat> excuse me um so with that one uh I'm not gonna like go through all the different ones because there's still there are still a lot. Um, I would recommend like if you have the chance, just looking to see different uh, different artists because there might be an artist that you love that's doing a live stream. I know in particular this weekend, or maybe not just a live stream, but like maybe doing it, replaying an old concert. I know this past weekend in particular, I was really excited because uh, Dream Theater had uh, had replayed one of their old concert and it was I, I love them and it was an it was an incredible show like two and a half hours of music um because <laughs> their shows tend to be like three hours long um but yeah so definitely be sure to check it out um and there's two other ones that I want to mention so um First off, uh, so, um, T.I. and his wife are currently facing various allegations. Um, the most damning ones are, pro are, uh, ones of allegedly sex trafficking and forcing women to, to do drugs. Um, and this is also coming after, uh, a friend of his wife had accused him of pulling a gun to her head um there's um um where uh they uh and there there are a bunch of women who are accusing them of this so um of these and um so I don't want to because I know I already had a one, I, I know I really had my emotional one a while back when I, uh, related to Austin Carlisle, Austin Carlisle allegations. Um, so I, I don't want to go into it, like, the emotion side too much of this, but, uh, I will say condolences to ev anyone who had to suffer with the, anything like this. I can't even begin to imagine that, um, and, uh, I mean, Props, I mean, props to, I mean, that's amazing also, like, the, the bravery that it must take to come forward with the, with this, I can't begin to imagine that either, that's, that's absolutely, that's really brave of them, and I mean, 
I, so far, uh, T.I. and his wife, Tiny, have, uh, have denied the allegations. I haven't heard, so I haven't heard anything about any sort of investigation. It, I expect that there will be some sort of investigation coming, uh, coming forward at some point. Um, especially considering that, uh, there, that there have been several, several women who have, uh, who have accused them. Um, the other, and the last bit of news that I do want to discuss, um, sadly, somewhat of a similar situation, um, are there similarities between it? Um, so, uh, Marilyn Manson, uh, ha- um, starting, or I think it was officially yesterday, um, his, uh, former, former fiance, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, um, accused him of various, various forms of abuse. Um, and, uh, not long after that, four other women, uh, uh, came forward with claims as well. Um, and a former personal assistant, also, uh, said that he had seen, uh, said that he saw this as well, um, and that those working with him had been afraid of losing the jobs. So, uh, Manson has denied, uh, has denied the allegations, um, but, uh, well, he's not, uh, and the record, uh, the distributing record label that he was, he was with, um, he wasn't officially signed with the label, but, uh, um, but he's, but he's licensed them to them and, uh, they've distributed the, uh, uh, his last three albums, um, uh, Loma Vista recordings. Um, so they, so they dropped him from the label and they issued a statement saying that they would, uh, quote, cease to further promote his current album effective immediately due to these concerning developments we we have also decided not to we also decided not to work with Marilyn Manson on any future projects so and um one California state senator um Susan Rubio has uh um I believe that there's no relation to Marco Rubio there um, they, uh, it's also, ca- uh, written a letter for the FBI calling, uh, calling for, uh, an investigation. So here was my thing. The first headline I saw was that, um, with it, I can't remember what, who it was from or what, who gave the headline. Um, Oh, crap, I thought I saved it. I can't find the headline now. Um, well, it was effectively that uh, that they were ending that they were ending the contract or dropping him immediately. And I have seen a couple articles that were making it out as if. Uh, As if, uh, um, as if he's, I, as if he, uh, they were heroes for doing that. I would contend that, um, I would contend that they were, uh, that the record label in particular was not heroes there, um, because, this is not the first time that there have been any allegations like this against against Marilyn Manson. So, in particular, um, he. So he um, in twenty eighteen there were uh, there were allegation he faced allegations of uh, in a, uh, regarding inappropriate sexual uh and racial remarks. Um, at one point, uh, and those, and, uh, it was in, um, 
I think it was 2018. Yeah, it was back in 2018. So, um, that was, at the time those ones came out, it was admittedly around uh, the time where there were a lot of, uh, where there were a lot of, uh, where there were several allegations, uh, um, because it was in the, uh, during the Me Too movement when there were a lot of allegations for a lot of individuals. So there were certain ones that did fall under the rug, and I think this one was one of them. But, um, but he also, um, in, uh, let's see, in, uh, so in 2000, he faced, uh, he had faced a lawsuit related to sexual misconduct. Um, and, uh, it was originally filed, or apologies, in 2000, 2001. Um, so, uh, he, uh, faced, so it was originally filed as a lawsuit for, um, assault and battery and, uh, criminal sexual misconduct, but, uh, it, uh, but the charge was lessened, um, and it was ultimately settled. But I think the biggest thing is that, and then, uh, is that first off, he previously, he previously had joked about, about different abuse things, different abuse, uh, different abuse that he did. Um, so in particular, um, um, and, um, he like bragged about it too. So in particular, um, one article by, uh, J uh Jill Filipovic, uh, with, uh, in front in NBC news, um, they, she actually, I'm not going to go into detail about it cause I, um, because I know that, uh, there, because I don't want to trigger any PTSD or anything like that, but I know it is a difficult talk with topic with that. But he, but there had been times where he bragged about different, uh, different abuse tactics that he would do, and um, in the, and then let's, in, I'm trying to remember when one of these is. Let's see. Yeah, in a two th he had said in an interview back in two thousand and nine, uh, discussed it, and in uh, uh, he had discussed like bragged about different things that he had done, and then in uh, um, and then even uh, back in November, uh, there there was a. Uh, Um, there, one interviewer, uh, David Early with Metal Hammer had, was, had asked, had asked him about, uh, different allegations, even as, re even like several months ago. So, in my view, the fact that, uh, um, uh, that Loma Vista Recordings, we, uh, uh, waited until then. Didn't didn't ru uh, didn't rush. Um, were and uh, wait until this. That's not a heroic way of them uh, of it being a big deal. Like they did the right thing. They stood for their beliefs. No, they waited and they waited until it was convenient. And while he wasn't involved at, in any way with the record label for some of these. Uh, uh, for some of these incidents, they and some of these moments, they still took him on, knowing that. And even at the time when interviews had come out prior, when uh, there were, um, like even as recently as a few months ago, there he was being questioned about them. They didn't, uh, they didn't interview him. That or they didn't do an investigation. They didn't do anything. And I understand, like for instance, if uh. They would say when something like this comes out that they, if it's not immediate that they do that. I know I, I know there's backlash about things not doing immediately. Well, the reason that like say someone does an investigation before firing someone, 
there is wrongful termination suits um, that can come. So it does make sense to, I understand doing an investigation with that. I'm not going to criticize anyone if they do that. But I think in this case, them making it sound like they're the heroes, they're not. They're doing it because, well, I get that businesses ultimately, their goal is to make money. And the image is that. Frankly, this rings similar to the R. Kelly case, where the only time that he was finally dropped from his record labels were when suddenly they would not make money for him and it was a liability on their image. This is the same thing here. And them releasing him now is not anything heroic. Them releasing him now is their way of covering their ass now that uh, they realize that this could cause some backlash for them. Them doing this now is not is not a great testament to uh, testimony to any morals. The, them doing this now is them realizing that it could impact their business and doing it now that they are afraid that they won't necessarily sell records. And on top of that, also, um, the thing is, though, also, um, they have only said that they would cease to promote their album. I have not checked out their I have not checked their site, so or any of their ways of selling it. So I don't know if, so I'm, but it would not surprise me if there is still some sort of agreement where they get royalties from any sale with it. That's probably with the contract. They're not going to, they're not going to get rid of that. I'm sure. But that said though, this is not heroic. Frankly, this is cowardice and not, and while I, and while personally, I mean, with my personal opinions, I support them them making this decision that said this is them doing it because they realized that from a business sake um that they felt like they needed to and it should not be treated as anything more so um with that now i do want to i know this is a really awkward transition here but um i do want to transition to the final thing that i wanted to discuss um, and it's related to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame since I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be doing, having my nominations list come out soon. I want to do, uh, discuss what I consider the weirdest Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class and nomination to be. Now there, with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there have been controversies over the year with it, um, with some artists getting in and some artists not getting in, some artists taking forever to get in, um, and then some getting in really quickly and everyone's like, really? Um, and there have been legendary classes, like, um, for, uh, of course, like the first, like the 1986-1987 classes, um, 1988 class where you had Beach Boy, where it was like, you had the Beach Boys, the Beatles, the Drifters, Bob Dylan, and the Supremes, which it's like, the Drifters, who are a legendary band group, are uh, are like the smallest name out of those. Um, you have 2016, where it's like you have Cheap Trick, Chicago, Deep Purple, N.W.A., and Steve Miller. Where I heard that, I'm like, Cheap Trick so deserves to be in, but they sound like the they sound like the odd man out compared to all the other ones. Then just two years after that, the 2018 class I consider to be the strangest class the strangest class so um ultimately uh the year before that one because I think that one will um give a little bit of context about before um so the year before uh the artists inducted were Electric Light Orchestra, Joan Baez, Journey, Pearl Jam, and Tupac which in particular that was massive that Pearl Jam and Tupac both got in because they were both eligible for the first for the first time. Both massive names. Um, Joan Baez, there was a little bit more muted response, but even still, um, I think there were enough people that were that approved of it. Um, Electra ELO, um, I think the same kind of thing, um, but there were still enough people that approved of it. Journey sprouted some controversy because they were well, they were massive in the '80s. For instance, there were people wondering. Does that necessarily mean that? Um, does that necessarily mean that an art uh, that an artist who um, 
like that had a bunch of jukebox hits, but maybe weren't necessarily particularly influential. Does that mean they should be getting in? And ultimately, when they got in, it's like, okay, I guess the answer to that one is yes, they should be. Um, so now, fast forward to 2018. And the nominees for that year, in alphabetical order, were Bon Jovi, Kate Bush, The Cars, Depeche Mode, Dire Straits, Eurythmics, Jay Giles Band, Judas Priest, LL Cool J, MC5, The Meters, The Moody Blues, Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Nina Simone, Sister Rosetta Tharp, uh, Link Ray, and The Zombies. Now, the reason that... The, I think there... Because there were a lot of people that were criticizing this one. I just found it weird because... With, for a lot of different reasons. Um, Kate... Uh, so, I'll just go through them in alphabetical order. Bon Jovi. Um, so, I know I've uh, had my criticisms about them for... Basically, in my opinion, all their music sounds the same. But I... For me, it wasn't... I didn't find that one surprising for them to get nominated. In particular, it was... I think there was largely the sentiment. If Journey got in the year before, well, Bon Jovi feels like the spiritual successor to them. Another group that's had like a lot of jukebox success. Now, in particular, I know there was some criticism with them. Despite my criticism with them in the past, I, ha- I have always supported Bon Jovi for getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um... And in fact, I had said that I personally was like, I think their first year of eligibility was 2011, 2012, somewhere in that range. Um, I think it was 2000, I think it was the class, they would have been in the class of 2012. So 2011 were their first year of eligibility. Um, I, I still think that they should have been, uh, that I thought that they should have been nominated and gotten in, in their first year of eligibility. Um, just because of the continued success that they managed to have. Um, Kate Bush, there was some backlash about that one because she didn't have a ton of popularity in the U.S., but she was massive in the U.K., um, influential with the, um, art pop, art pop, art, art rock musician, um, incredible songwriter also, um, so I, so I'm like, okay, that, that's fair, um, the Cars, they didn't have a really long prime, but, but even still, they were really influential with, like, new wave, a power pop kind of sound. Um, and, uh, so I personally, I personally think that makes sense. Um, uh, I think also in particular in the last couple of years when, uh, uh, when, uh, vocalist Rick Orkosek passed away, uh, I think in the last year, um, there were a lot of people in, in particular in alternative music who were, um, like posting tributes being like the, the saying st- things along the lines of, there, uh, that the Cars music and his music were what made them, or made these famous musicians want to become musicians. Like, um, Pearl Jam had said, like, the members of Pearl Jam all had, like, said, discussed, like, how much he was an influence. Several other artists did, too. Um, Depeche Mode, uh, that one came with some controversy because they had some hits in the U.S., but were bigger in the U.K., but even still, they really were influential in like electronic sound um synth synth pop synth rock sound um dire straits that one was just kind of i i think a lot of people were just kind of like okay i mean because they had a couple legendary like well-regarded album uh, like legendary albums multiple well-regarded songs but it was it i think there was largely the feeling like okay, are they Hall of Famers? Um, Eurythmics, that one I think caught a lot of people off guard at first. Um, they did have a lot of hits and were um, one of the big synth-pop groups of the 80s, but they were massive in Europe and really they have a lot of connections within the music industry and in particular, <laughs> found out after we found out afterwards, within the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that one, in retrospect, makes sense. Um... Jay Giles Band, that one, it's another one that, it's like, they had a lot of success, but everyone's kind of like, well, are they really, it's, it reminds me of what my dad has always said about the Baseball Hall of Fame, it went certain players, because every now, recently there's been a bunch of players who, like, have gotten into the Rock and Roll, I mean, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, rather, when they, 
had really long careers and were and were just consistently good players. Then my dad has always said, but are they Hall of Famers or should they be in the Hall of Good? So it was, I feel like it was, I think there was a lot of debate that was kind of similar for Jay Giles there, similar for Dallas Straits also, but Jay Giles, they had a lot of popularity, but it's like, but Hall of Fame, I don't know. Um, Judas Priest, uh, really, I guess it depends on like, if you think of the argument, did they have enough, but they didn't really have a ton of commercial success in the U.S. with singles, but they were big in the U.K. and one of the, and frankly, they're one of the most important and most influential metal bands of all time. If, if I were to rank my top metal bands of all time, I probably would have them number four. Um, I, because my top three are Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, and Metallica in that order. I probably put Judas, either Judas Priest and Motorhead number four. I probably do Judas Priest number four. Um, Hello, Cool J. That one did see was kind of unanimously like, yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> like massive name and legendary hip hop artist. Um, some of the greatest releases in hip hop history. Yeah, that makes sense. Should have gotten in by now, but he'll get in this year, no problem. Um, MC Five. There's always it, there's always a little bit of controversy with them because. Uh, their prime was really short and their prime wasn't massive that said their influence on hard rock um and punk music in particular were huge and cannot go unstated like i don't know what punk would be without mc5 and the stooges in particular as two massive proto-punk bands um the meters probably the biggest case against them would be that um would be that maybe not enough people know who they are but they were a really important uh funk group um so i think that there were still a decent number of people that were like yeah that's fair moody blues i personally think they should get in but there's a lot of people that are it's kind of similar to the dire straits where it's like eh. um i mean even just in my opinion days of futures past <laughs> that album alone um would be enough to get them in um, Radiohead, yeah, I mean, they, I believe that year was the, they were the, um, or no, that it was, they were one of the two new art, newly eligible artists that were nominated that year. Um, and that one, it was like, yeah, they're, that's slam dunk to get in, no question. Um, uh, I mean, sure, they might be a little bit weirder centric or seem like a little more high, a little high and mighty or whatever, but yeah, they're really influential in alternative music and rock as a whole. One of the one of the bigger rock bands um, for decades. So, yeah, that makes sense. Rage Against the Machine. Um, well, the reason that one caused some controversy is because it, it really sounded like there was... Because I might have said this before. I don't remember for sure. But um, one thing that I've noticed is that with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if there are two artists who are uh if there's if there's more than if there's two artists that seem like they make the most sense for uh for getting nominated two newly newly eligible artists rather for getting nominated those two tend to be the ones that get nominated because they normally have two first year eligible artists if there's three or more then you get some wacky results. Last year, for instance, Notorious Big was the obvious one. Then there was Weezer and Oasis that both seemed like good chances, good options. Instead, Dave Matthews Band got nominated. In 2018, in addition to Radiohead, you had Dr. Dre, who I personally think that I've always been of the mindset would they consider putting him in as a non-performer? Um, that one's a whole different debate that I'll get to at some point, but um, they did that with Carol King, who had success as a solo artist, but also was an influential, an incredible songwriter. So Dr. Dre is an incredible producer, so maybe they would do that for him. And then Outkast also. Those two in particular were, it seemed like would make the most sense. Rage Against the Machine got, and got nominated instead. Now, just on face value, it's like, okay, Influ- uh, influential group uh, 
uh, major in the 90s. That makes sense. But the reason that this one wound up generating some controversy was that Tom Morello, the group's guitarist, was actually on the nominating committee and didn't excuse himself that year. Which is a massive conflict of interest. Um, So that generated some controversy right off the bat. Um, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. (sighs) Every, pretty much every year they nominate some iteration of Shaka Khan, Rufus, or Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Basically, they tried nominating Shaka Khan a couple times. Didn't work out. They tried nominating Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. And then they tried doing that every other time since... uh, since then up until that point um i th- i really think this is their way of trying to get shaka khan into the rock and roll hall of fame should should she be in it depends on who you ask i'm not opposed to it i think that there are other uh i think there are other f- uh female vocalists of color who should be in first um if we're gonna go that route um and because i know that they're because there's a lot of artists i think should be in and i know they're not going to nominate sadly they're not going to nominate more than one any given year Actually, I'm torn on whether that's sadly or not, because if the reason that it wouldn't be sadly is because then you could get last year what you had with uh, Judas Priest and Motorhead both being nominated and uh, neither of them getting in because they split the votes or like them nominating like six hard rock groups last year and none of them getting in. Um, But yeah, like for instance, I I mean, I I mean, now that Janet Jackson and Whitney Houston are finally in, um, I still think that... um, Diana Ross for her solo career, Tina Turner, um, Mariah Carey, I've <laughs> a bunch of years I've been saying, put in Mariah Carey for Christ's sake. Um, there are others too, but those three in particular, I think are the ones that come to mind right off the bat. Um, then the next one was another controversial one, Nina Simone. The reason that she's controversial isn't because of how influential and important she was in music. It's because is she a rock artist? I would probably lean towards no. Because I always considered her more with pop, blues, and jazz. So I was a little bit surprised to see them consider her one. That said, if they did consider her one, then yeah, I'm in favor of it. Then again, though, I would expect, I mean, because they could technically put her in as an early influence. Put in Woody Guthrie in, who had who points of his career uh, coincided with rock music, but I there's always been an, a weird one with that because, like, friends, they've always had, like, different things uh, with different artists, whether or not they should be in. Um, next one, another weird one was Sister Rosetta Tharp. Um, her prime came before rock started, so she seemed perfect as an early influence artist. Um, I, like, I mean... She, incredible influence incredibly influential especially in blues but it didn't really make sense in my opinion to nominate her as a performer um link ray so uh he had some uh he was really a really influential guitarist one of the best guitarists of all time um but he really didn't have a ton of popularity um so that I didn't expect him to get in. And then the Zombies, that was another case of a couple influential, a couple well-regarded albums, a few popular songs. Is that enough? Or is just being a 60s act who had some success enough? Because that tends to happen, that tend- has tended to happen with their history. So, um, I'm not going to say who I, I because I don't, rem- I'll be honest, I don't remember what I predicted at that time. If I were to say... In ret- I'm not going to say in retrospect who I would predict because, well, that I have a little bit of bias of knowing who got in. But I mean, admittedly, I since Journey had gotten in the year before, I probably would have predicted Journey. I I definitely would have predicted Radiohead. Um, I would have predicted LL Cool J. But beyond that, beyond that, I didn't I didn't really know. I felt like it was a, admittedly, I felt like it was a bit of a a stranger class, stranger combination of artists. Um, and I didn't, I really didn't know what direction was going to take. Um, but now then they had the, um, the inductees, which was really odd. So the most normal, probably the, 
the most normal inductee out of those ones was Bon Jovi. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was more, while it was controversial, uh, there was still controversy brewing over of should, like, a jukebox hero, no, no pun intended for referencing a foreigner song who effectively became one, um, be, uh, um, get into the Hall of Fame? And Journey, with Journey, the answer was yes. With Bon Jovi, the answer was, I guess, definitely yes. And with Def Leppard, I get, it was like, okay, I guess we're real. The next year, it was like, okay, I guess we're really hammering home the point. Um, but yeah, so that one what, seemed like the most normal nominee. Um, the Cars were also not, uh, wound up getting in. That one, I was a little bit surprised because I thought that there were just enough people that would just say their prime might not have been enough, but... Even still, I thought that was a fair choice. Um, dire Straits. I thought it was a little bit um, controversial since they did have a. I mean, since while they did have a couple good uh, good albums and they had some popularity, and uh, in particular, I think Sultans of Swing" is one of the best songs of all time. Um, I th- you still got to ask, like, were were they one of the? Were they one of the most deserving artists of that class? In particular, should they have even been nominated? Um, next one was Moody Blues. This one, when they were inducted, there was the controversy. There were con- that was controversial. I was in favor of it personally. I had said for a few years they should get in, but a lot of people were kind of like what I mentioned earlier. It was kind you either like get the combination of okay, or you get the combination of, or you either get okay or. Eh, with their music. Um, I personally am okay with it. There were a lot of people that were eh with it. So, and then, uh, Nina Simone had gotten in. So, um, it, I wasn't insanely surprised that she got in. I was less surprised that she got in than she had gotten nominated. But even still, even after she was inducted there, it was controversial because it came about the, Every so often you get the artists that come out, it's like, well, are they rock? With Nina Simone, there actually was the case that you could make that maybe they aren't rock, but once they're on the ballot, of once they're a nominee, you got to assume that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just considering them rock, whether you like it or not, effectively. So, um, but even still, the question still lingered after that. And then ultimately, they uh, wound up... Uh, so, they wound up inducting... Sister Rosetta Tharp as an early influence that year, which personally I thought was the right decision. I thought they shouldn't have even bothered putting her on the ballot, but there are times where they'll do that with uh, with certain artists. Um, they're on the ballot, don't get in, and then they decide, you know what, maybe they should be an early influence. So, for instance, back in 2015, they did the same thing with the Five Royals, which um, made perfect sense. Um uh, influential early R&B group and had a lot of success. Um, I mean, Sister Rosetta Tharp, well, gospel, jazz, blues, R&B, her prime was probably in the 40s for, uh, for commercial success. So, didn't, while she did have success continued on later, I didn't think it made sense to, cons- uh, to, uh, put her, or to nominate her. But they decided they that it was, and that it did make sense. Um, now for as for the other music musicians who were nominated from that class, um, so several of them have gotten nominated or gotten inducted in the future. Um, so uh, Depeche Mode they they wound up being inducted last, or they were in the class of. 2020 I I think that they, that induction has officially happened with the um, with a video instead of an induction for now um, Judas Priest got nominated again last year but uh, but hasn't gotten in yet um, of course as I mentioned they were up against Motorhead which was uh Pretty crummy, pretty crummy luck. Um, 
MC5 has gotten nominated every year since then. Um, in fact, MC5 has gotten nominated every in every year since 2017. Um, let's see. Radiohead, after shockingly not getting in that year, because they seemed like a slam dunk to get in, they ended up getting in 2019 instead. Um, Rage Against the Machine, they got nominated in 2019, um, didn't get in. Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, well, um, they have continued to get nominated every year. Um, so every year we see that not, we see it and it's like, oh, looks like, uh, looks like Rufus featuring Shaka Khan is nominated again. Um, so, uh. Yes, they got nominated 2019-2020. Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert for my predictions upcoming. They, I'm expecting they will get nominated again this year. Um, I'm going to pass on Link Ray for a second. But the Zombies, uh, they wound up getting inducted in... Uh, uh, they were nominated and then inducted in 2019, which... That one was a... That one did have uh, some... Uh, that one actually did have so, uh, several artists that... There were people questioning. Um, I know in a previous episode, uh, my when my sister was on, uh, my sister and I had discussed uh, whether we thought Stevie Nicks should get in. Um, or should have gotten in. She got in that year. Def Leppard, I mentioned, had gotten in that year. Roxy Music had gotten in. Zombies had gotten in. But then also you had Radiohead and uh, Janet Jackson. Um, but then now for Link Ray. So starting in 2018... They introduced a new category, which was the singles category, and they had said that uh, it was a category to, or that was quote a recognition of the excellence of singles that shaped rock and roll, kind of like a kind of a rock and a kind of a rock and roll jukebox, records by artists not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is not to say these artists will never be in the Rock Hall, they just are not in the Rock Hall at the moment. Um, and 2018, Link Ray was the art was included for his single Rumble, which was his most successful commercial one. And now, um, so so far for the three years they've done it, um, most of the artists who have gotten in or have had a song gotten in are largely one hit wonders. So, like for instance, uh, the Champs with tequila um bear strong is more known for his songwriting but he did have this single money um the shadows of night with gloria um sam the shaman the pharaohs with uh willy bully um the trogs with wild thing um and then even that year also you had uh in 2018 you had a uh, jackie branston with rocket 88 um Chubby Checker with the twist, the Kings, the Kingsman with Louie Louie, um, because I mean, with a lot of these artists, there were like, with the Kingsman in particular, it was like, well, Louie Louie is considered their version of Louie Louie is considered one of the best songs of all time. What do we do with them though? Because they had no other success, pretty much. Um, but then some, some of the nominees who have previously been nominated include Procol Harum, who was whose song Wider Shade of Pale was inducted. Steppenwolf, whose song Born to be Wild was inducted, even though they also had success with the song Magic Carpet Ride. Um, the Chantels with Maybe. Um, the weird one in this one, in my opinion, is the Isley Brothers were there for Twist and Shout, but the Isley Brothers had were act- are actually hall- in the Hall of Fame. So that was weird. Um, but now with in particular with Link Ray and then also the Shangri-Las who were in were chosen in 2019 for leader of the pack. Now there's people wondering, well, yeah, they were inducted here, but would they get in? Because they were influential in their respective genres. And, uh, which has caused a decent amount of debate. At this moment, I do not expect it. Now, of course, there isn't any precedent with this. And with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, pretty much, if there's precedent for it, then you have it. The closest thing we have to president there is, uh, for years, um, the group, uh, Chic had got, got nominated. So they got nominated 2006, or 2003, then 2006 through 2009, 2011, then 2013 through 2017. In 2017, 
they uh inducted uh Nile Rodgers in into uh what's the name of it now the as for the award for musical excellence it was previously known as the sideman category but um they changed that category and since then um uh, to be more inclusive and since then Leon Russell who um also had a success a fairly successful solo career but what I think was but still was kind of a sideman um E Street Band got in and then Ringo got Ringo Starr got in which it was like um not really a sideman but okay well now Rogers got in there even though he was like one of the founders of Chic and had a lot of success um but he was involved with writing and producing a lot of the, the songs or a lot of songs for other artists since then though Sheik has not gotten in or not gotten a nomination so with that I think that likely unless something changes Link Ray we will not be seeing another nomination for him um but yeah that's all I have for today thank you guys so much for listening um, I'm, so in the, I'm hoping that, uh, my next episode will be out in the next couple days. Um, then the blog post will, I'm hoping will be out by the weekend. I'm hoping to be able to beat the, cause they haven't announced the official date of when the nominees will be announced. So I'm hoping I can beat that. I'm just not fully ready yet. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check out, um, the Facebook page, Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you check out the blog, Feeling Groupie, and make sure you check out the Facebook page and the blog for uh, Is Baller Trademarked Yet? Um, I'll, I'll be talking to you guys really soon. Um, thank you guys so much again. Bye.